Hey there again to you. This is Pastor Mark, Words of Life. And on this week's episode of the show, via the podcast or the broadcast edition, we want to talk to you about directions. You know, seems simple enough. Go do this or ensure that you add this. There is a spiritual connotation to any little topical thing that we drop in your spirits as you watch this ministry. And our hope is that you tune right back in after these brief messages. And in about a minute or so, we're going to delve right into what directions have to do with today's sermon. I'll see you right back here in a bit, okay? We thank you for joining our Words of Life broadcast, where our mission is persuading the lost, perfecting each believer, and equipping all for service with practical application from God's Word. We now join Pastor Mark for this week's Words of Life. Hey there again to you. This is Pastor Mark. And before we even start today's message, I want to tell you we appreciate you. That's something that I try not to forget every sermon. We appreciate you tuning in because God has, we understand, you could have been listening to anybody else, you could have been watching anybody else, but God has touched your heart to hear his word through this ministry. And for that, we say thank you for your time. We do not take it for granted. And we will delve right into God's word, prayerfully hoping that it helps you this week. We're going to the book of John. Last week, we talked about roadblocks. Uh, We came out of the same gospel, the gospel of John. It is the fourth gospel of the New Testament. It is the one that is not a synoptic gospel. Synoptic meaning similar, telling the stories about Jesus with similar information. That would be Matthew, Mark, and Luke the synoptic gospels, and we're dealing with the one that comes from the physician, John, that is not a synoptic gospel. I like to ad lib to give you time to at least get to the book of John. It is Matthew, Mark, Luke. It is number four in the gospels of the New Testament. We're going to chapter 14 uh, this week, and I'm going to read two verses. We're going to be at John chapter 14, starting at verse five. I'll conclude with verse six. Just in case you have not gotten there yet, the font goes up on the screen. And here we go with John 14, beginning at verse five. Thomas says to him, he says to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, Thomas, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father God except through me. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, but Lord, most importantly, those that intend to do with your help, your holy word. The title of our message this week is entitled Directions. And when we're talking about directions, if we were to define it, a direction or directions, it is simply the path along which something or someone moves. Or we could add another descriptive term. It is an order or instruction to be followed. We're going to use both of those because both definitions would suffice and they are certainly accurate as it concerns Jesus's directive to his disciples. And so as we begin to interpret the text as to the meaning back then, we call that exegesis. As we begin to exegete the text, 
we understand that Jesus is simply preparing his followers for his departure. But Thomas speaks up. Thomas spoke up simply because death wasn't making sense to him right about now. Thomas had just spent the last three years with Jesus. And as we learned within the previous sermon, Jesus, hey, you're our Messiah. And put ourselves in their shoes. I don't think any of the disciples could be blamed for thinking, hold up, Jesus, Messiah, Savior, you are finally here. We've waited for you. We've heard about you. You're here. But now you're talking about going away. So Thomas took it even one step further. He says, paraphrase, Jesus, you're talking about preparing a place for us and where you are. We will one day, we'll be there as well. But Jesus, we have no idea. We have no concept about where you are going, let alone do we possess any idea about the way or how we're supposed to get there. So I think that's a perfect point. Thomas's honesty. Let's start our transition from the exegesis of the text to then to bring it forth to now today. Because before we get to Jesus's response, I think it's very important that we recognize the honesty, the transparency in Thomas's words. Lord, we don't know the way to where you're talking about going. And I think that's an excellent transition statement to begin our initial summarization of the message. Thomas admitted he had no idea how to get to where Jesus was going. Think about that. Think about oftentimes how we can be stubborn and we still believe we know the best way to get somewhere, but the truth is we would save ourselves so much wandering if we would only stop to acknowledge one simple fact. Whew, I am lost. Yet, what do we do? We'll still expend energy trying to figure out directions in our own wisdom and even the latest apps that help us. They are not perfect. And so, it is a humbling admission that is needed. Lord, even just in everyday life, I don't know the direction to get properly, safely, efficiently to where I really need to be. And if I paraphrase and go back to the text, this is what Thomas essentially said. And so our sermon goal is no different as we transition from the text to today. Thinking about what Thomas said to the Lord, we don't know how to get to where you go. We don't know the way. Let's think about that in Thomas's shoes. Put ourselves there symbolically as we transition into our first point to consider. Point number one, understand that Jesus is the eternal way. This is very crucial for us to understand because to begin a safe, eternal road trip after death, everybody's headed this way. Nobody's going to avoid it. You have a predetermined appointment set, just as I do. It's not something we're getting out of line for. This is something everybody is headed to. 
a predetermined day that we are leaving here to return to eternity back to the one who gave us our spirit our soul we are all headed towards eternity the gateway to eternity is death and it is crucial for us to understand to begin that safe eternal road trip you got to get this indisputable fact we must first admit lord i am lost lost in the sense of this is not even up for debate our sinful heart condemn us to death god says so but god also gave us proper directions and instructions to avoid this fate of eternal death and separation without him that sounds like john 3 and 16 for God so loved the world. That's what God did. He gave us directions. Here's how you can avoid missing out. You're lost. Here's how you can be found. John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus reiterates these same instructions within our opening text of Thomas. He says, Thomas, I am the way. And nobody gets to or has a relationship with God except through me. And so the question for us now is, have you? I know I have at some point in my life. That's why I'm standing here teaching and preaching. I have to admit, Lord, I'm lost. I'm a mess. I'm a wreck. Please show me. Today, right now, I need you, Lord. Show me the way. Is that a question you've asked yourself at some point in your life? You have to admit, Lord, I'm lost. Have you admitted? That's me. Show me, Lord, today. I don't know how to get to the way. Jesus says I am the way. But to get the way first, you have to first admit, Lord, I'm lost. Show me. You said Jesus is the way. Come into my heart. Show me right now the way. Here's point number two. Once you've gained the way, Jesus is eternal truth. He is the only eternal truth. Again, Jesus was quite direct with Thomas's honest inquiry. He says, Thomas, I am the truth. And all of us know the opposite of truth. It's a lie. And our adversary, our eternal enemy, Satan, he is known as the master liar. Jesus called him the father of lies. And this is so important to realize because there are so many lies. There are so many religions, so many rules and rituals, so on and so forth, competing for our eternal destinies. But there's only one who is truth. Remember, our opening text. Jesus also conveyed this to Thomas. No one gets to God, the Father, except through me. Nobody can access a relationship with God. And here's where it's critical that we distinguish truth, the truth of God, from so many lives. There are not many ways to get to God. There is only one way. God set that standard. And who are created to challenge the creator? 
If he says there's only one way, it is what it is. We don't have any. All we can do is just say, ouch, amen. It is so. And understand, there is only one way. And God is going to hold us accountable for our answer or neglecting or accepting. Choosing Jesus as the only true way to reach God or choosing the lie. There are many different ways to God. No, there are not. There is only one. It is the way, Jesus, the truth, Jesus, understand. This choice, the acceptance of or the neglect of, your choice will have eternal repercussion. So understand, Jesus has already told Thomas, I got you. I am the way. I am the truth. And don't forget number three, Thomas, I am eternal life. The opposite of life, death. The opposite of eternal life, eternal death. And that is not a good place for any of us to be. Totally cut off and separated from God's mercy, grace, love, and presence forever. That can only happen because someone has chosen to reject God's gracious offer that will not be around to accept forever. Second Peter 3 and 9 says regarding this kind of rebellion, the Lord is not slow about his promise, his judgment of rejecting Jesus. He's not slow as some people understand slowness, but he is patient with you. He does not want anyone to perish, but he wants everyone to find room for repentance. God will not be, understand listeners, God will not be patient forever in judging those who reject Jesus's offer to spend forever with his father in his presence through Jesus alone. God is going to judge that. It is the very reason that Jesus conveyed to Thomas. I, Thomas, you've been with me this long. I am life. I am eternal life. And just as Thomas's fears were relieved, there is the very same security available to us at this very moment that I speak to you. If you have any doubts like Thomas had, I don't know if I've been good enough, your goodness has nothing to do with it. I don't know if I'm righteous enough, if I've lived a good life, that's got nothing to do with it. You might not even know what I'm talking about, but that same security Jesus gave Thomas He's giving to you right now. And it just involves you in your heart saying a simple prayer. Dear Lord, Jesus Christ, I admit right now I'm lost. Your word says so. God said so because of sin. It has caused me to lose my way. And I accept that I need a relationship with God through you. You are the only way. I'm lost, Lord. I need direction. Next. Lord, I believe that you did on my behalf exactly what you promised Thomas. You told them you're going to die, you're going to rise again, you're going back to the Father, and you are now preparing a place that they can come to. You did that for me as well. You are preparing my place. If I admit that I'm lost, I need direction, and the best direction is the only way. It is you. 
And so, Lord, I will finish this prayer. I will confess with my mouth this truth that you alone are able to give me eternal life as I now give my life to you. You are now preparing me from here on out to meet Father God, be in your presence, along with the Holy Spirit. You are preparing us progressively from this day on until I leave my body. If you have prayed that simple prayer, rewind it if it was too long for you, but keep it simple. Admit, believe what Jesus did, confess with your mouth you belong to him now. The word of God, he makes promises, he doesn't break them. He says, you are indeed saved. You have found the way. You have found the eternal truth. You have found eternal life. Celebrate that because heaven is now celebrating on your behalf. Understand, as we close this week, if you've missed any of the message, please head to the, any digital outlet, your favorite one, download the podcast. It is free, or simply tune in to watch the broadcast again, YouTube, Facebook, anywhere that you can watch your digital media. It can be on your phone. It doesn't matter. As you can see, I'm running out of time. My, my director is telling me, wind it up. So we're going to close with our song of the week, and I'm going to throw this in there if there's any artists. You would like your music video or your lyric video to be featured in the show. Just send us an email to extol the gospel message musically and we will get your song right in the show so that people can be uplifted by your message through melody. That's my time for this week. I am Pastor Mark and same time next week, same pastor and the same words of life, which is God's indisputable word. Again, Pastor Mark, we love you. See you next week. God bless. Bye-bye.
To access our Words of Life, video on demand channel, at Roku, Amazon Fire, or your favorite app, search for Words of Life with Pastor Mark D. Ingram, on your television or portable device. Now, add the channel within your television app, or portable device. Simply click on our Words of Life logo to access available content. Try scrolling the various categories, for preferred viewing, in our various categories to choose from. Watch or listen to, sermons, music videos, short films, or movies. Enjoy the solitude of our Meditational Moments series, or select from various animated children's shows, or additional content added weekly. You can also view sermons, from the Legacy Ministry, of Pastor Mac Earl Ingram Sr. The Words of Life, Video On Demand Channel, allowing us to extol Jesus Christ, as the sole means of hope, for the eternal souls, of humanity. Now available for free, at the touch of your finger. We look forward to you joining us, soon.